The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papagiorgio, and today we are finishing our interview with David Cook. So let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about the whole film industry and what really got got you interested in that. How did how did that start to um, well? Just tell us kind of about about that journey. Sure. Um, let's see. Someone once told me that it's easy to talk a long time about something. The challenge is in communicating in a very short period of time what you want to say. <laughs> well, we've got uh, lots of time, David, so, <laughs> so you just run with it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, I first discovered that I had a love and a passion for media when I was 18, and we were looking to work with a church to start a radio station. And just in the exploration of it, it just kind of awakened a joy and a desire to work more in that area within me. And so I started helping with that. I worked a few years at a radio station in Spain, a Christian station, then also started doing TV things. And there were just all these different pieces that started happening. But it wasn't until I was 25 that uh, I actually got to see the movie Flywheel. And then soon after that, a short film called Most. And then soon after that, in 2008, I believe, uh, was what I saw Come What May. And all of those were kind of stepping stones for me as I was discovering what God was calling me to do. Growing up, I always just asked that question. It was like, what does God want me to do? How does he want me to do it? And then trying to follow his lead. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, looking back, I can see a lot of different pieces that he was even orchestrating and putting into place before I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> once I realized I wanted to get into film and that that's where I felt I was supposed to go with it, uh, we were coming back stateside in 2009 as a family, and I was basically trying to figure out what God wanted me to do, how he wanted me to go about it. I felt like that probably would look like an internship, and I talked with the Kendricks about potentially working on their next film, and then just didn't feel like that was where I was supposed to to go as a first step, and ended up working with Advent Film Group, as we mentioned at the top of the uh, this time, mm-hmm. and that was such a God thing. I was able to learn so much, and also because I had learned a few things before I started doing that, I was able to also help them, so it was a good win-win situation. And really just built on it from there. Uh, but, you know, one of the interesting things about it all is uh, I can look back and say God just kind of guided me through each step. It wasn't something that I planned out perfectly or had all figured out. And it's been so much better than if I had. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really, it's really amazing how he does that because... I remember I was talking to a friend of mine about, she was like, I just don't know how I'm going to get, um, 
how I'm going to work that. Actually, it was Barbara. <laughs> you know this friend, <laughs> Barbara Absolutely. McCoskey. And she was talking about her daughter Elizabeth and, and just saying, I don't know what to do to encourage this gift of sewing and how to get her into maybe sewing costumes and this kind of thing. And I said, you know what? When God wants it to happen, it's just going to happen. And he'll he'll totally direct that because I had seen that with my own children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And it's true that the same thing has happened for her, just these pieces of of things that God has put together. And now the kids are actually working on a movie right now, um, her kids and our kids. And so Elizabeth, yeah, it's it's been amazing to watch God open these doors. And Elizabeth's been doing all the costumes and she was able to do an internship with Logos Theater. And it's just you know, there is that point where, yeah, we have to do some things. We have to go and investigate things and research and, and maybe put some feelers out and, and, and um, that sort of thing. But God really makes it happen. And he brings along things just randomly out of the blue. And you're like, oh, wow, where did that come from? Because he wants, he wants for our children the best. He, he, he has a path for them and he knows what they're supposed to do. And he wants it far more than we do. Um, and so he makes it happen. If, if we are wanting that, and if our children are wanting to follow him and truly do what they're called to do, he's not going to make it a mystery. He's going to, mm. he's going to lead them down that path. So it's neat to, Absolutely. so many people can attest to that. Um, and it's, it's really a neat thing to see. So as parents, we just need to relax a little bit <laughs> and not worry so much because, God's got it in his hands and he's going to make it happen. One of the uh, things that's been a real encouragement to me as I've been working in filmmaking and there's always been a lot of questions and not knowing what's coming next, but also applies very much to what we're talking about now. Uh, Isaiah 50 verses 10 and 11. uh, Verse 10 says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. And that's always just been so powerful to me because there's times when I feel like I'm walking in darkness and I'm not sure, you know, what's coming next or how things are going to work out. But uh, verse 10 doesn't say, shame on you for not knowing (laughs) what's coming next or how it's going to work out. It says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? So we're called to fear the Lord. We're called to obey his voice and follow his direction. But then it says, let him who walks in darkness and has no light, it gives us two things, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on our God. And that's really all we have to do. Mm-hmm. We have to listen to be able to hear. We have to obey. You know, that, that's what our part is. Uh, but then when we don't see all the pieces, when we don't know the five-year or 10-year plan, uh, at least this passage seems to suggest that that's not always a problem. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And it gives an admonition in verse 11, which is kind of the other half to it. And I think just helps balance it out and kind of understand what it's talking about. It says, behold, all you who kindle a fire, who equip yourselves with burning torches, walk by the light of your fire and by the torches that you have kindled. And to me, that speaks of doing things on your own without seeking God's input without, you know, trying to follow him. 
It's like, it's dark. I'm going to figure this out myself. Right. <laughs> uh, and it says, this you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. And, you know, sometimes I think we can just choose to try to figure it out on our own. And it's a lot of work and it's stressful. And it's, you know, maybe we're not sleeping well because of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just need to trust in the Lord and rely on him. Right. Or maybe always, but... <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what he wants us to do. And so he has to put us in these situations where we have to rely on him. We have to have faith. What would faith be if we knew the whole outcome and, and we knew the whole plan that God had? Then it wouldn't be faith. <laughs> and I think God calls us to things that are bigger than what we can do on our own. Absolutely. And we're going to have to trust him and we're going to have to rely on him. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's saying, hey, this isn't about us. And, you know, we're part of a bigger picture as well. So. Right. Exactly. Well, one of my favorite verses, too, that I, I quote a lot when it comes to all of this um, life schooling kind of stuff <laughs> um, is in Proverbs. And I don't have the exact reference, but it's a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps because... Yes, we need to schedule. Yes, we need to have some kind of a plan and a direction instead of just, you know, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. Um, We have to have a plan, but yet we have to also recognize that those steps, those everyday steps, the Lord is going to direct those. And we may have the schedule for tomorrow and, you know, the dishwasher breaks and... The mm-hmm. kids are all sick, and and it turns into something totally different. It turns into lessons about just, you know, working hard and doing the dishes yourself and, and, and having love for your children and, you know, all of these things that are lessons that are so much more eternal, eternally valuable than the academics, even though the academics are important. You know, we we have to be looking for those lessons that God brings in every day and the way that he redirects our steps and takes us in a totally different direction than what we had planned. But there are lessons there. And sometimes, there, oftentimes, there are even academic lessons in those times as well that he throws in there just to, you know, <laughs> help us to, to still even be able to take care of that. Um, Mm-hmm. through those tough times. So I was working on a film shoot uh, where we had a lot of people that were not Christians, and our team was really praying that God would give us opportunities to witness to them, that we'd be able to be an example and be able to reach them. And the first few days of the shoot, we had so many problems. I mean, it was just one problem after another, after another, after another. And I was praying about it, and I was saying, God, you know, what, what's going on? And I just felt very strongly, he was saying, you know, these problems, you can work through them, but you've been praying to be able to be a witness and a testimony to these people that don't know me, and the way they're going to see that is in how you handle these problems. Mm. <laughs> right. And I was like... Huh, okay, well, that makes <laughs> sense. You know, I mean, we're tested, and that's when, you know, you kind of see. And when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, there's so much that we see about who someone is when they react to a problem. Oh, yes. And so I encouraged our team. I said, look, we've been praying for opportunities to be able to, you know, uh, share with these people or be a testimony. Well, 
how we respond to these problems, whether we turn to God and we're praying and seeking Him, or whether we're frustrated, that actually is speaking to where we're at in our walk with God. And I just encourage people, said, hey, press into God. Let's, you know, keep moving forward and just trust Him to help us through all these things. And of course He did, because He's so faithful. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think there's so much to be learned when you're working through a situation or when things don't go how they're planned, because that's also part of that character building. That's part of, you know, we all know the kids are always paying attention. <laughs> and so they're going to absorb so much. Uh, it would be even hard to just try to teach in a, you know, classroom kind of uh, situation. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, what what's on the inside is what overflows and comes out. Those reactions, that's that's what's really on the inside. So mm -hmm. that's really neat. Something else, too, as we were talking about this whole idea of God, God seeing the outcome and the future and um, just knowing, um, you know, basically knowing the outcome. Um, T.C. Stallings, I had a... a I heard him speak at one of the film festivals this uh, past year, and he mm. was talking about, um, I think it was a verse, the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm -hmm. And he made the point that God didn't say he's a flashlight for me. <laughs> he's a <laughs> lamp. When you hold a lamp, what do you see? You just see your feet. You see what's kind of around you right there. You don't see the yep. whole end of the path. It's not like a flashlight where you can shine it down and see what's at the end. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was a really neat illustration of the, the lamp versus the flashlight. It's something I've kind of kept in mind. Absolutely, yeah. So tell, so, us, tell us what's what has been the most exciting thing about working in film and then what's been your biggest challenge sure well you know i think the most exciting thing really is just uh being able to do what i feel called to do mm -hmm. there's a joy in that uh, each time i get on a film set after i've been gone for a few weeks there's just this excitement just because i know i'm where i'm supposed to be and i'm doing what i'm called to do uh, definitely being able to work with a team of close friends that I've developed over the years is a big joy. Uh, and I think one of the coolest parts about it is also seeing the positive impact of projects that I've been privileged to be a part of. Hmm. Uh, whether it's, you know, War Room and all of its reach or Polycarp, Badge of Faith, like Arrows, just seeing, you know, how that has a residual effect and how it can uh, really speak to someone, really makes all the work and the effort worth it. And that's just, it's it's just such a joy to hear testimonies about how someone was impacted by it. Hmm. That's neat. Well, film is such a big part of our culture today. You know, so just to be involved in that, I think it's it's such a, we need more Christians in film. And we need to understand the impact that we can have on culture through media. So that's, that's awesome. So what's been the biggest challenge then? Well, um, definitely something that's difficult when working in Christian film is there's not a lot of budget. So just, you know, making ends meet, paying the bills, that kind of stuff can 
can seem like a big hurdle mm. uh, and is definitely a big challenge. Uh, that said, it seems like a big challenge, but you know, God's been pay- faithful. Uh, he's always provided for me. Um, and I encourage everybody else, I say, you know, he can provide for you. Doesn't mean you're going to be rich, but he'll provide for your needs. Um, and that's something that I've seen him do over and over. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of learning and discovery still happening within the Christian uh, film industry because it's new. And so it kind of feels like a mountain. And, you know, you're climbing it steadily, but it's a slow process and you're still not at the top. So it's just a, a lot of it's just challenges related to that, trying to figure out how to do things within the variables that you have, trying to figure out how to uh overcome situations that you're facing uh, so it's, it's just it's it's a growth growth process right well hopefully we'll see more um, more and more Christians really investing in Christian film because again I just think it's such a powerful part of our culture now and speaks to so many people and you know you put a film out there and it's in theaters across the country there's thousands and thousands of people that you can impact just like Absolutely. that. So it's kind of neat to see. I really do feel like it's, I really feel like a lot of Christians are starting to realize the impact there and then it's kind of growing that whole area. Absolutely. So if you can narrow it down, what would you say was your favorite film set to work on? That might be a very hard question, I would imagine. (laughs) Well, um, I usually like to turn the question around and say, if you can tell me your favorite child, I'll tell you my favorite movie. (laughs) Yes, of Um, course it was like Eros. We know that. (laughs) You know, they're each different and unique, uh, kind of like a child. They've got their own personality, their strengths. uh, There's different vision or goals for each one. Um, I enjoyed working on Like Eros a lot. It's whenever you have a story where you believe in the message and you believe in the mission of the project you're working on, it makes working long hours so much easier. Uh, it makes the uh, burden side of the work so much nicer It's because you have that vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, each one has its own unique character. I also do different uh, jobs on some of the different ones and that just lends some originality each time. Uh, but definitely, of what I've worked on recently, like Arrows, War Room, uh, just got done on the next Kendrick Brothers film, Overcomer. That was a great mm. experience. Uh, but also, I have such fond memories of the screenwriters, which we shot in two weeks. Uh, and oh, wow. And a team of friends to do. Or Polycarp, where we had to recreate second century Smyrna in Ohio, which, by the way does not look anything like second century Turkey uh, <laughs> or badge of faith where we got to tell a true story about a police officer uh, that was injured and was able to recover uh, because of just his faith in God. So there's just in each one is so unique. It's hard to choose, but those are definitely some of my highlights. Yeah. Well, that's neat. You've worked on a, on a lot of films. I see what you're saying now about the favorite child. Yeah, it is. I'm sure it's <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> Like, how do you, how do you pick one? Yeah, they're all different. And yeah, wow, that's, wow. So how many films, I think we said in your bio, 18 feature films that you've worked Mm -hmm. on? Yep. 
Wow. In a matter of how many years? Um, about uh, nine years. Wow. That's, so. that's a lot. Well, I know you are like the world traveler. You're always... I remember talking to you at the Christian Worldview Film Festival. You were like, yeah, I'm going up to... I don't even know where you were. You were going one place on the map and then the opposite place and then over to Mongolia. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. That woo! was a great experience. That's awesome. Yeah, how, yeah. how many countries have you seen now? Um, total or this year? <laughs> I love I it. I think my total is up to about 35. Wow. And I've been in three, maybe four countries uh, this year. Wow. So, it depends on how you view California's relationship to the United States right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It uh, is It is like a different country. <laughs> they have their own character, uh, but definitely still part of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really awesome. So basically, if anybody wants to be a world traveler, they need to get into filmmaking. <laughs> Christian, Christian film. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> depends what they do, I suppose. Yeah, I was blessed to work in Mongolia this summer. That was a great experience. Uh, we had the opportunity to not only film a movie there, but also uh, we were training a team of 30 people there from churches locally that wanted to learn how to do film because they saw the impact it could have. Oh, wow. So we're able to do that. I'll actually be going back uh, in next May for the premiere of the finished movie, and we'll be doing additional training uh, for them at that point. So that's a really oh. cool uh, story in progress. That's kind of neat because then I'm seeing the the missions work coming in there with what you're doing yeah, now. Absolutely. So that's really amazing how God ties things back together, brings things back around. So if if any of our listeners have children who are really interested in getting into film, is there anything you could suggest? Of course again, God's gonna God's gonna lead and direct, but what are some tips and things that you might suggest to sort of go that direction. Sure. Well, uh, character's a big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think really in any work path you're interested in, seek out God, because his timing and direction is so key. Uh, but film work, it's a lot about relationships, you know, when you're trying to get into it. So seeking out opportunities to meet uh, Christian filmmakers. Uh, when the time comes to work on a set, you know, that's where really your character and whether you're a hard worker, whether you interact well with people, whether you have a humble spirit or a proud spirit, that's really the big make or breaker. You know, uh, if you find a humble, hardworking person, they're going to be able to move forward and do stuff. And if they're not, it doesn't really matter how much skill set they have because people aren't going to want to work with them. Right. <laughs> so one of the things I encourage people to do while they're still in school, while they're still at home, I say find the opportunities to serve in your area. And that might look like helping your church with a media project, or if your church has a media ministry, getting involved in that, or seeing if there's other opportunities. Maybe there's a, a nonprofit or a pro-life group or a missionary that needs a video and you might be able to help put something together for them. You know, seek out the opportunities where you are, where God's placed you, and uh, you know, I believe he'll bring those to you. Mm -hmm. uh, from a technical perspective, uh, filmmaking is all about story. So the better you understand story, regardless of what area you're interested in, the better you're going to be able to tell a story. So I think reading good books uh, and learning about story can be a great foundation as well while you're in the formative years, while you're studying, you know, just 
really embracing that side of it is going to be helpful. Uh, and then just depending on the area of interest, uh, you know, try to find ways to practice the skills. Uh, if you're interested in being a, you know, camera person in the future, then start practicing with a camera and learning how to frame things. If you're interested in doing wardrobe and costuming, then, you know, you can start on the sewing side or fashion. And if you're, you know, so, I mean, you can definitely learn a lot just uh, if you're interested in an area just by doing some research and reading up on it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, develop your character, people skills, communication skills, because that applies to any area of work, even outside of film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> but there are many times neglected, you know, when people start looking at how to get ready for a specific job. Right. Well, and I will say, just with having our kids working on this movie project right now, that's one thing that uh, Barbara and I have talked about a number of times, is all of the lessons that they're learning in communication and like a conflict resolution because mm-hmm. it's tough and especially when you're just 14 15 you know Connor's 17 but we've got these kids that are younger and learning how to communicate and how to um, not take things personally and how to help each other it's you can't learn this stuff in a book <laughs> and these are lessons that they're learning that are just so invaluable so definitely I would agree with you on that aspect. And then just as far as meeting people, I would just put in a little plug there too for the Christian Worldview Film Festival because we went last year for the first time and it was so awesome just to meet all of these different people in that are in the film industry from actors to directors to screenwriters and you're just meeting them in this friendly, fun environment and you know it's not like you're you know, stalking a director on Facebook or something. Um, but you're getting to actually meet these people in, in person and build relationship and see the good Christian films that are out there being produced. It's just a wonderful experience. And we enjoyed it so much and met so many good people that we continue to stay in touch with. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I would put that plug in there. Where can people go to find out more about the Christian Worldview Film Festival? Sure. They can go to see wvff.com and all the information's there and it is definitely a great opportunity Uh, it's one of the highlights of my year uh, to be able to go to that and of course uh, I have the privilege of helping with that and it's just a great opportunity uh, to be able to fellowship and meet people and uh, our goal as well on that particular event is really to help people draw closer to God and encourage them in that front as well Mm-hmm. That's at the heart of it, and so that's what makes me like it so much and be a part of it. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. just a encouraging time. Well, it definitely shows because we've been to other film festivals, and and they were fine, but nothing has the feel and the flavor of of the Christian Worldview Film Festival. It's just so God centered, and everybody's there because they love the Lord. Well. You know, I don't want to say everybody's there because they love the word. I don't know their hearts. But the spirit of it is that people are there um, because they want to honor and glorify the Lord in film. And it's an industry, as you know, that so many people are just out for themselves. And it's selfishness. And, you know, it's just a, it can be a very I know a lot of Christians don't like media. They don't like the film industry because of that. It's self-promoting sure. and and that kind of thing. But truly, 
the Christian Worldview Film Festival is, is focused on glorifying God with our gifts. And acting is a gift, and screenwriting is a gift. All these things are gifts that people have that they can use for God's glory. And it's just wonderful that there's a place that is promoting doing it in a, it, out of worship, really, because our work is our worship. So I loved it, and hopefully, prayerfully, we can get back again this year because it was wonderful. a wonder, wonderful event. So, um, and when is it this next year, by the way? Uh, it's March 11th through 16th. Okay. So that's the whole week of events. The first three days is a guild where we have a lot of uh, keynotes and workshops and great networking opportunities. And the second three days is the festival part where we screen a lot of films. So that's, that's the dates. Yep. It's awesome. You get to just sit there and watch Christian films for hours. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, well, David, it's been wonderful to interview, interview you today and just get to... Um, share your story with our listeners and I just really appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And that's Life as a Life Schooler. Be sure you sub subscribe to this podcast and we hope you join us next time.